It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Feckin' Check-In, Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. Show. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Feckin' Check-In. I'm Trainer, and for the first time ever with me is not Toomey, because Toomey and his wife have just uh, celebrated the birth of their first child, which we mentioned on a recent Feckin' Check-In. So I have a guest host with me this time. You may be familiar with him. His name is Eric, and he's one of the two hosts of Maiden A to Z, or A to Z, as they insist on calling it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, welcome Eric to the Feckin' Check-In, the first ever guest host on the Feckin' Check-In. Well, thank you very much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. I've been getting, I'm getting pumped today by listening to some old eps, so I feel I'm, I feel I'm ready. Very good. Uh, so, so, just for people who don't know you, maybe just if you could quickly introduce yourself. I don't mean like a five minute thing. Just maybe one or one minute or oh yeah, cool yeah yeah seventy seconds maybe. Sure, so specifically seventy seconds. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So uh, my name is Eric. I'm uh, currently located in Sweden, though I am initially from the United States. Uh, and me and Trainer met via uh, an Iron Maiden podcast that I do um, called uh, Maiden A to Z or A to Z. Um, yeah, and I've been I've been doing podcasts on and off for about uh, let's see, ten years this year actually. Um, but yeah, so this is a uh, this I'm looking forward to this. This is a uh, I don't know how I discovered it. Well, I discovered it obviously via you would mm. make sense, but I, I I think it was you linked an episode that had some relevance to what we we spoken about on Maiden A to Z. And then from there, I just, you know, yeah. blazed through a bunch of them. So I, I sent you and Jonathan, we have a, a, a chat there on Facebook Messenger, and I sent you an episode which I felt was relevant to something we were talking about. I can't remember what it was. But oh, it was a Halloween thing. Oh, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. So you've done podcasts for 10 years. I, I kind yeah. of, You've talked to me about this before, but like, what was the first podcast you did and, and what other ones have you done other than the Iron Maiden one? Okay, so yeah, I've done it. Well, the first one I did was... Um, uh, the, the Iron Maiden was actually the first one in, in English. Right. Uh, everything else has been in Swedish. Now, if I, you know, with the sort of benefit of hindsight, I would probably have wanted to do them in uh, in English, you know, just because it's easier to get people to you know to listen to them. Yeah. Uh, the first one I had was uh, something called the Hwegkast in Swedish. That would be Beardcast in in in, in, uh, in English, essentially. And it was just basically just four uh, four friends talking about whatever we felt like talking about. There was no real. Um, uh, structure to it is just whatever we felt like doing that any given week and we went we basically we didn't miss a we, we didn't miss any uh i think we got like almost 100 episodes in before we actually missed a week so we do we doing it every week and we recorded it in a sort of a corner of a pub so that was kind of fun mm. uh that was the first one um i have this other one called uh again in swedish sista podden pewden which would be last podcast on earth and that sort of that was sort of horror based uh to be horror based pod uh, and oh, then yeah. I do a, I do a Star Trek pod called Pod Trek. That's that's still kind of active, but sort of uh, I mean, kind of. It's like it's, it's napping. It's not it's not dead yet. But yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna try yeah. to get going again this year. Very good. Uh, so those are the basic. And then I got this. You know, then we started Maiden A to Z last. Let's say two years ago at this point. Yeah, you're on. Yeah. You're in the sixties. Episode number sixty something now, are you? Or, yep, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, brilliant stuff. Okay. Um, so I actually kind of noticed because I follow you on Twitter and I'm friends with you on mm-hmm. Facebook that you have very similar observations to things mm-hmm. that I would or maybe Toomey would in that day day to day things from your life you post up. Yeah. And you make them funny. Um, what I think is interesting is there's a difference between people who see the humor in these things and the people who don't because they happen to everybody. Yeah. Uh, absolutely yeah, everybody and uh, when I started noticing you putting these up regularly and I was like this is funny stuff like that we mm-hmm. would use on the feckin check in um, mm-hmm. 
And uh, I was like, I said to Toomey, I was like, I think we should ask Eric to be a guest because we used to have guests back in the past, but we haven't had one in ages. And we've been mixing it up a bit lately. Like, we don't do them every week anymore, but we'll do maybe a longer episode or we'll do like a couple of special episodes or whatever. So I was like, maybe we should reintroduce a guest. And he was he was mm-hmm. up for it. And then he, because obviously Liz's wife is pregnant and is about to give birth, he's like, why don't you just do a guest host? And while I take a few weeks off, and I was like, all right, if you're okay with that. And he's like, yeah, sure, of course, why not? Um, so there we are, the first ever yeah. guest host. Um, right, so Toomey normally does an intro here anyway, but uh, I'm going to do it now. So this is the Feckin' Check-In, where we talk about funny mm-hmm. observations, entertainment, culture, and kernels of truth. And Eric, yes, seeing as you're the guest, mm-hmm. can you tell us your first funny observation, please, for... It's not the week or the month, but it's episode 43. So for episode 43, what's your funny observation? You've got a couple, and I've got a couple as well. So yeah. let's go. Well, actually, this is one that's happened to me quite a few times. And it uh, thankfully, it happened again quite recently because I was uh, when you asked me to do this, uh, I immediately you know, fell into a dry spell of like nothing funny was happening. And I had no <laughs> idea what to talk about. Like, oh, fuck, what are you know? And then thankfully, I, was, uh, I happened to be on an escalator going up. Going up, up the escalator, yeah. uh, ahead of me was a mother with her, her kid, and uh, when they got this is I, I'm horrible at gauging how old children are, but mm. my nephew's like a two and he's older than that. I know the kid was, he, he could he could he, you know he was maybe like, let's just say five for, between know, five and forty maybe yeah there we go. <laughs> and so when he got up the top of the they got up they were ahead of me so they got up top first, and the kid um, hit the uh, the emergency stop button. Mm. Uh, and it was it was quite a jarring kind of stop. Yeah. So I, you know, I I sort of fell over forwards, you know, banged my knee, and I yelled, you know, fuck, quite loud because it hurt. <laughs> yeah. And the mom got mad at me because the kid started crying. Right. Oh god. I mean, like that's right. Then- <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Continue. <laughs> no, it's like again, like it, it's not. It's you know, I I I I didn't yell at the child. Yeah. I was not quite a ways away from the ch- child. Yeah. So I don't feel like I should have been. That should have been the reaction, yeah, yeah. because I, in the moment, her fucking child. Yeah, again, he, she doesn't know. I could have a bad knee. That could have been. The, that yeah. could have been horrible. Yeah, that could have been. You know, you know. It turns out it wasn't. But this is this has been this has happened many times where it's been where you know situation. Usually it's it's you know something pretty harmless. Like um, the first time I remember it happening when I was like seventeen. I was downtown. I bought a hot dog. I was going to uh, about to eat the hot dog, mm. and a kid ran into me. Hot dog fell down, and you know. Yeah, with her foot on the ground, you know. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't do anything. I just looked down at it, and I looked at him. Yeah, and the kid started crying because he thought I was going to be mad. Yeah, and the mom got mad at me for you know being mean, making the kid cry. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you selfish man, uh, yeah. <laughs> you vain man with your hot dog. I um think that's funny because I'm kind of a bit awkward around kids, and I think mm-hmm. like the kid, the kid always has the upper hand, even when they're in the wrong. And like yeah. you, you can't give out to a kid, and you wouldn't even want to, but. Yeah, no. if somebody if somebody jarringly, as you said, stops the escalator, you are gonna shout out "fuck," and you're not yeah. saying to the kid "fuck you" because it's no. a kid. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's it just reminds me of something that would be straight out of Curb Your Enthusiasm, like where he'd be like, "Yeah, you can't get mad at the kid." <laughs> but, uh, it's exactly that. I mean, you can't really, and you know, it's, I figured like some sort of like, "Oh, are you okay?" Would have been nice from the mom. That'd have been fine. Mm. And like, no one was offering to pay for your hot dog. I assumed. No, no, that that did not happen. Yeah. And like again, and the. And I recall another time when I was uh, just I was downtown somewhere, and some kid uh, you know rammed into my leg. You know, when one of these uh, not not the full size electric scooters, but the sort of kiddie version of it. Mm. And it, it didn't hurt. I, I sort of just like you know I, I did say ow, but I didn't yell. I was like ow, and then I turned around, 
same situation. The yeah. child was, you know, scared. Yeah. Or, you know, because he thought I was going to, I don't know what, the, what he thought I was going to do, but yeah. I didn't do it. But the mom got mad. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of unreasonable parents as well, like a series of That's unreasonable it, yeah. parents. Like, if, if I were the parent, I would assume I'd, I'd apologize. And if hot dogs were on the ground, I'd be offering to buy a new hot dog, especially. Yeah, that didn't. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you can just imagine those children are all going to grow up to be little brats um, based on how their parents reacted. Or they'll, you know, they'll at some point in the podcast talk about traumatic experience where they ran into <laughs> an angry bearded man on the escalator. And then, like, they'll get loads of people saying, like, yeah, me too. Yeah, the angry bearded man. Yeah, that guy right around. Where was it? And then, like, they unite and they have these group meetings and whatnot. Oh, yeah. uh, very no, good. Again, I, I didn't do anything. I, you know, I, I, the, the only time I kind of reacted loudly was this last time. And I felt that was not so much. It was it was the hitting of the knee. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and rightly so as well. Okay. Yeah, I think so. That's a good one. Okay, so the other thing you sent me here, and which I'm interested in, because me and Tumi have talked about similar topics like this, and maybe it is something similar. It's called strange urinal interactions. So elaborate on that one, please. All right. So uh, here in Sweden, the lockdown situation has not been as... uh, We haven't haven't had a lockdown, really. It's just sort of been sort of recommendations of, you know, how to sort of, you know, go about doing things. So Mm. the pubs have been open. Uh, I I wasn't in a hell of a lot of them until I was vaccinated, but they were still open. But... uh, the, the pub I hang out at is not um, it's not a particularly big place. It's it's uh, there's one bathroom and that's uh, basically it. it's 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 like I don't know I'm I'm not really good at explaining the size of things but it's uh, you could maybe maybe fit like sixty people in there and not in the bathroom that'd be the same uh, <laughs> but, uh, but the, the, in the in the sort of a place in general so yeah and that that's where I sort of mostly hung out during the first part of this sort of pandemic when I when I did go out because I want to support my you know my favorite bar of course so then th- this past summer when things opened up a little bit more i was at back at other places place where they do have urinals and then I, i'd forgotten that this was something people do where you're standing there you know you know pissed, having a piss and then someone will st- stand next to you and, and they start talking to you for some reason i don't know why you need to yeah fill the you know the, the, you're not there for more than a few you know like maybe maybe 50 30 seconds maybe mm. and that it's, it's that's in itself is very weird but also when people will do this has happened to me a couple times where they'll give me like you know you know, you know, you know, hi, how are you doing? They'll give me a slap on the back while you're standing there. You know, no, no, that's, that's he doesn't, terribly oh. wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Also, this place, <laughs> in the place in question, has a huge sort of urinal situation. So you could stand anywhere, you know, mm. you know, you, you could have been quite a bit away from me if you wanted to. I don't know why you needed to be right there next to me. Yeah. Especially now, you know, you know, in the sort of pandemic. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, Absolutely. I, it, it, do you know what? Like for for a very long time, I wasn't able to piss if somebody came in to the urinal mm. uh, beside me. I had what I call stage fright, which is yeah. not unique to me. Everyone calls it that. But um, me and my friend Goldie used to joke about this. Like uh, he'd be on a night out drinking. I wouldn't necessarily be with him. But uh, I get a random text at like 12.30 a.m. or something. And he texts me going, now for my real piss. So what he was telling me was that he'd gone in <laughs> to do a piss. Somebody stood beside me, couldn't do it. He left the toilet and then he went back in and did one later on. And this was like a running joke. But people in your in your space, in your personal space, in the urinal, and especially making conversation with you, is very uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when I was when I was younger, I did have the stage fright thing sometimes, where I'd have to go out and you know I I, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I just leave, and I come back later and do it. Yeah. And did you do the the whole pantomime where you did the fake shake? Yeah, I've done that. I've done also a fake flusher too. <laughs> because that's also real. You know, you you kind of feel kind of silly and very sort of. Uh, rattled, in, you know, just with the, by the basic premise of it. But if you also, if you, if you, when the person who rattles you comes in and you're sort of very, you know, showing, well, 
that you were rattled enough by this person's presence that you weren't able to take a piss. Yeah, yeah. That, that feels really silly. It's really embarrassing. Yeah, no, I, luckily yeah. it doesn't happen to me anymore. I, like, uh, no. I think sometime in my late 20s, I just I just grew up or something, I don't know, but uh, luckily it doesn't happen anymore. Very good, yeah. So, urinals and children. Okay, and yeah. from, from you. <laughs> Not the same time, but yes. No, no. Uh, so, one of the ones I sent on to you, uh, called this one Theatre Stakes. Um, mm-hmm. I was out I was with... Yeah, I was out with my girlfriend in a pub that's well known for its food in Dublin, and I've only gone there um, a couple of times actually ever, even though it's I've lived in Dublin my whole life. Um, it's called the Lots actually. It's I'm not um, saying anything bad about the place, so I don't mind saying the name. And um, mm-hmm. we were sitting there, and we had a we had like a steak sandwich, and we had some chips and cup and like some chicken wings to share. And it, it's famous for doing steak on a stone. So that is like a steak that's only been seared and it continues to cook on a hot stone at your table as oh, okay. you sit there. And it's kind of common in pubs, um, but this place is well known for it. And we noticed the number of steaks coming out. And it got to a certain point where the number of steaks coming out exceeded the number of people in the pub. And like it was a busy, <laughs> <laughs> it was a busy night in the pub. Like, but it wasn't like absolutely, completely, and utterly jam packed because we were still uh-huh. in restriction kind of zone. So the tables had to be mm-hmm. at slightly distant, and there had to be a bit of room between. And like we were just looking at all the steaks, and each one of them was such a dramatic thing. That's why I was calling them theater steaks. Like, because there's a whole theater to the whole thing. They come <laughs> out, they're sizzling. It's a big fucking hullabaloo, and we were just seeing one steak after the other after the other. We were sitting right by the kitchen, and I, I went to Elaine at one stage. I was like, "There's more steaks than there are fucking people." in here and uh, then we just started joking saying they're actually just bringing them through the pub bringing them into the back and then throwing them in the bin <laughs> or, or, or throwing them in the toilet and it's like a sales pitch it's for like the people who have come in for a drink or maybe the people who uh, are not they're sitting down there but they're not ordering food or maybe they're wondering what to order and they see this steak coming out and they're like oh yeah I'm definitely getting a steak and uh, we were just saying that it was just like a performance performance art uh, and like or some lucky dog out the back is getting like shitloads of steaks thrown to him <laughs> but it, it, yeah. it really did seem like there were more steaks being cooked and brought out than there were people eating them and it just got to the point where it was ridiculous like I wanted to follow the person with the steak on the stone to see where they're actually bringing it because it's not a very big pub um, so there you go theatre steaks I think, I, th- I think that's the thing because I think there's a lot of food well, first off, it, it it could very well be that they're, I mean, like, oh, you know, the, the food's kind of moving slow tonight, you know, just, you know, show, show off the merchandise. Yeah. T- take a few laps and get, get some word of mouth going. I don't know, you know, maybe, because it does happen. If you're out, if you're out somewhere and someone orders, uh, you know, something like they order, say, um, well, I guess you, you would call it chips. They order chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that, that'll definitely trigger someone else doing it. Absolutely, yeah, and the smell of them, so that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But how good could it smell if it's the same one going around? Speaking about the theater kind of the sort of theatrics and food, there's because that can't be the most convenient way of presenting that sort of steak, really. I mean, that's the fact that it's still kind of cooking when you get it. But a lot of times we get these things where they come out with the. It's very common, like Indian food, like these, you know, like these these skillets that are still sizzling and whatnot. That can't be the most convenient and le- you know least dangerous way to to you know to do this. But just it's a bit of a. It's the, it's the peasantry of the, the whole thing. Yeah, and, and like I mean, I would imagine they've had more than a, a few cases of people burning themselves on those hot stones. But anyway, especially with alcohol involved. But yeah, they're very oh, yeah, popular. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, that's yeah. theater stakes. The last one. It's I don't know how funny it is really, but um, it's more about my behavior as a person, uh, <laughs> and me being an idiot for like about ten years of my life. So I have um a washer dryer in my apartment and. I have never used the drying function. And I've been living in apartments with washer dryers for 
uh, near almost 11 years now and mm-hmm. I've never used the drying function and it goes back to uh, a kind of a, f- a scared approach that uh, a tumble dryer is going to shrink your washing it's going to shrink your clothes and one yeah. time I was over in my my sister's in San Francisco and I used the tumble dryer and there was mild shrinkage of uh, a new shirt I'd bought and I was completely turned against it forever and it got, but I got to the point now where like I have a clothes horse or it's just a, a rack it's called a clothes horse in Ireland but yeah. it's, just, it's a rack for drying your clothes in your bedroom and I can't keep on top of the washing anymore it's getting ridiculous it's constantly full um, it takes ages to dry I don't know whether to leave the window open or to, tur- or to close the window and turn on the heat I can't really decide which is better and uh, Elaine my girlfriend was eventually like why don't you just use the fucking dryer and I was like no no uh, <laughs> no win <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll shrink all of my clothes and she's like but why do you think that and I was like I used one once in San Francisco eight years ago and it happened <laughs> I'm just like right but have you ever thought of like you know trying it again or maybe thinking that like every single person probably uses a dryer that lives in an apartment and all of their clothes aren't shrinking and if they were you'd be hearing about it i was like yeah okay fair enough uh, i might give it a go and i threw in a small load just to check if it did and it didn't and i had to google how to use the drying function on the thing and everything with the model number and all and uh, it just reminded me of, of characteristics I strongly dislike in other people where they don't mm-hmm. use the thing that will benefit them and they, they like I'm thinking of my own parents maybe who for for years didn't get digital TV uh, they had terrestrial television through a cable and it was like on the way out it was almost obsolete and I, like I used mm-hmm. to say to my mum like would you not just get digital and you can just it's the same price you can series link all of the shows when my dad is out you can watch whatever you want she's like oh I don't know you know and like th- those characteristics I used to like I really despise in people like there's a convenient thing yeah. there that you can use and it'll work and your life will be better be improved by it but realistically I was doing the same thing myself and I, I'm basically I'm turning it to my parents well I've done the same thing I think where I can I can definitely with my dad I'll get mad about stuff that's like this is way easier you've just decided that it doesn't work due to being ill-informed about how it actually works. If you just, you know, if you just listen, you'll figure out it works a lot easier. Exactly. I can probably, I, I definitely do things. I can't think of anything, you know, off the top, top of my head, but I definitely, I could definitely do the dryer thing probably. Uh, we're very lucky here in, in this building. We have, um, we have a, you know, a, the washing machine and a sort of a tumbler kind of, tumble dryer kind of situation. And that that I just do like towels and whatnot in, but they have something here called, um, in Swedish called a torque scope, which is basically like a, uh, I guess a drying cabinet, so it's like this big. It's, it's, like, it's like a refrigerator kind of shape, mm. and you just put your things in there, and it, it dries it, but a lot, you know, not as quite as uh, high temperatures, and it just sort of. Though it takes a little longer, but that doesn't have any shrinkage. So yeah. So is that in your apartment, or is it a communal? No, thing? that's that's that in the buildings. It's down. It's down. Sort of a yeah. It's in that top floor. So because it's still my, a bit of a hassle, but yeah. My friend who lives in Sweden was saying that in where he lives, it's common for people to take a day to do their laundry and they go out and do it because a lot of the buildings don't have uh, dryers oh, wow. in the apartment at all or they don't have drying facilities. He was saying it's quite common where he lives. I mean, I, I, the, 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 I, mean I, uh, in every place I've uh, lived, there have been at least okay. somewhere in the vicinity, maybe not in the building. Like I'm lucky here, apparently, I think, but mm. I think there's people who probably use the, the facilities here who don't live in this building per se. They live like, you know, like a couple of houses over. Uh, and I don't know what's going to be like in the new place that I'm, you know, I'm, uh, we'll get to that in a bit that I am going to, I'm going to be moving a little bit. So who knows? Might be oh, yes. Maybe they're all to go out and, you know, maybe they're all to go out and do the laundry. Um, but yeah, I, I've never had one in my, in the, in, you know, in, in the actual apartment, um, which would be very nice, I think. But you know. I, am I being completely paranoid about the shrinkage thing or is it a thing? I think it is a thing. I think that, I think that definitely can be depending on what it is, but um, I've definitely seen a little bit of that. Mm. Uh, so now, there is a possibility you probably shouldn't rule out the fact there's a way to do this correctly 
that we both you and I have failed to do, and that's why the shit shrank. That's why it what? That could be the case. Well, maybe maybe there's a way to do this correctly with a dryer, and there's something we've missed. Like I, the, the one time, one a few times that I've had shrinkage, you know, like a new, like something new. It's usually yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a way to, to avoid that that we just don't know. Yeah. See, that's the thing. See, I find like I used to wash my t-shirts at forty degrees, and I yeah. I noticed shrinkage. Now this was not using the dryer. And then I started washing them at thirty, and it improved things. But the odd time, a new t-shirt would still shrink at thirty. Again, not anything to do with the dryer. And I got a new t-shirt there recently. And I washed and dried it, and it definitely shrank. And I was like, fuck, I will never know if this shrank because of the drying <laughs> function, or if it would have shrunk anyway, had I just washed it at 30, like other things have in the past. And it's not known. It's like, it's like I want to buy two of everything almost now. And I want to wash one at fucking 30 and see if anything happens to it. And then I want to wash and dry it, but that's absolute lunacy, I realized. So, obviously, can't no, do I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it is, but I understand why you would do that. Um, yeah. It's it's funny because I, I think that sometimes with I, I do worry about uh, like if I, if I, like if there's a shirt I'm really excited about getting like like uh, like a band release this new kind of like I don't know like for a while I, well actually with this particular shirt I didn't end up getting it at all because uh, it got lost in delivery uh, Maiden Iron Maiden released a a tie dye uh, somewhere in time uh, oh, shirt right, okay. that, yeah and that 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 was a sort of a coinciding with a re-releasing bunch of old merch yeah uh and uh so i was like oh maybe i should get two you know just because it you know because you know then if i use you know you know i sort of uh wear out one of them i still got one and whatnot and then and what ended up happening was I, I didn't even get one because music glue lost the, the shirt but yeah um, yeah but again that's also insane because you know what, what am i doing and why how am i wearing it out you know, it takes so long because to do so. I don't know why there's a problem, but yeah. Anyway, um, back back previously on um, on fucking metal, I was talking about washing t-shirts and all sorts of stuff, and I started getting loads of advice from people on Twitter. Um, that's a long time ago now, so maybe if you have any advice there about what a, yeah. what we're doing, what are we doing wrong, or what what are ways around this, uh, please contact us and let us know. Uh, okay, so we're gonna move on. going to move on to e for entertainment uh, so yeah. you had a few points here about that uh, one of them is something that's definitely come up on the feckin' check-in before but not as an individual point itself but more in kind of conversational terms but that is fake celebrity quotes so all right yeah go ahead so this is something that really annoys me and this is something that um it's been going on for quite a while i imagine i think if you people you don't know people listening what we're talking about it's like where you get like a black and white photo of say usually someone like Johnny Depp Keanu Reeves or someone someone you know that's you know attractive with a profound quote mm. um, and I, I think that in 99 times 100 this is not something I've ever said yes and it really annoys me but it's never like if you if they put a picture of like you know fucking Danny DeVito or something up there instead no no one would you know, <laughs> not, 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 not just to him but it's like yeah. he, I don't know why you know in what context context is these quotes were supposed to happen what the, you know, it just it's these long you know pretentious statements yeah, yeah they obviously exactly. didn't say it just, it just it's and you get these there's one that's been going around for quite a while now it's Keanu Reeves it's about it's like uh, I, I don't want to live in a world where uh, yes. kindness is seen as a weakness and it's a picture from like, like Graham Norton he's sitting there mm-hmm. talking I watched that interview he did not say that mm. uh, but I, it, I, uh, yeah, so I was going to say I actually tweeted about this exact thing there recently, mm-hmm. and I went and hunted down the episode because I was sick of seeing the exact same Keanu Reeves quote, and I watched the whole mm-hmm. fucking episode, and I watched the bits where he wasn't even been interviewed, just in case he chimed in with this inspirational quote, yeah. and he didn't say it at all. 
Uh, and he's wearing yeah, the correct it, clothes that are attributed yeah. to him in the picture, in the fucking meme. And he didn't say it's really annoying. Uh, there's another one, um, John Lennon. Do you know that one? Oh, uh, I've seen a few of these, but yeah. Which, what, what, what did he apparently say? <laughs> so it was um, his teacher asked him what he wanted to be in life when he grew up mm. and he wrote down this is when he was five years old allegedly he wrote down the word happy and then the teacher said i don't think you understand the at- assignment and i said i don't think you understand life he, he didn't say that <laughs> of course he fucking didn't he didn't even say it as a 40 year old let alone a five-year-old no and the thing is i think that that what when you attach the the quote you know incorrectly to someone like that uh you know it, it's a, it has a nice sort of sentiment to it but when i hear that now you know i, I just get outraged and that's probably not what you want to take away from that quote <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and then and like, he, yeah, yeah. Mar- Marilyn Monroe is another one. Obviously, uh, every most like the most intelligent, witty, and profound things in the world were said by this actress, um, mm. allegedly. Oh, there's tons. Of, it's like any kind of you know, generally speaking, some you know, uh, not so much Johnny Depp anymore because I think he's sort of fallen out of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like him anymore. So Keanu's sort of the new guy. I think mm. I've seen. I think I might have seen something by uh, with, uh, with Hugh Jackman at some point, but it's anyone's or like you know Russell Crowe. I think I've seen one with, um, and it's 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 not you know again it's it's nice sort of the, the message behind the quote. There's nothing wrong with that per se. I mean sometimes they're a bit pretentious, or more often they're not. They're a bit pretentious, but just the fact that these people are getting credit and you have to attach to someone attractive or you know sort of quote unquote attractive to, to make you know for it to work. I, I, that 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 annoys me. And when I when I sort of made a post a couple of years ago about this complaining about, I did, I think I did take some inspirational quotes and like attach it to like black and white pictures of like Clint Howard and stuff just to make my point. Mm. And then some, some girl that I would, uh, was dating right around that time, you know, replied to pictures says, yeah, you're, you're just jealous. And I'm like, of what? And I never got a response. And that really annoys me. Cause I have no idea what she thought I was jealous of. <laughs> of what, oh. Either the quote or not being Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. That that is um that's another thing as well though I've noticed in people um it's almost a defense mechanism about the criticism of celebrities or musicians or mm. bands uh, or anyone or an actor mm. um it, if you if you criticize anyone in those fields to some people it's nothing more than jealousy and like I, I remember being in work one time and somebody was talking about Aidan Gillen and I really mm. dislike Aidan Gillen as an actor and mm. there's this huge thing in Ireland it's like um begrudgery. And it is massive in Ireland. Like, any Irish person that comes to be successful, everyone hates them. And, like, it's not... That's a massive generalisation, but it's, there's an element of truth to it. Uh, but uh, I dislike Aidan Gillen because I feel like when I'm watching him, I'm watching an acting performance by an actor. And he completely takes me out of the show or the film that I'm mm-hmm. watching because it's just so unnatural to me. And it takes me out of it. And I'll give you an example of two people who yeah. are Irish who are in the same thing. Have you watched Peaky Blinders? I've seen, I've seen a bit of that, yeah. So Killian Murphy is in it, and I get completely mm-hmm. engrossed in his performance, and I don't feel like I'm watching an actor. But then in season three or four, Aidan Gillen came into it, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, Aidan Gillen, for Christ, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, and I was like, he's like, and I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ, he's in it. He's ruined another show for me. But I remember being at lunch in the canteen and work with a few people one time, and somebody was going on about... Aidan Gillen and he was like I don't like or like you hear a lot of people giving out about Aidan Gillen and uh, I think you know he's done he must be doing something right he's in so much things like he must be doing something right and anyone who says any different is just jealous and I was like well that's great so we're not allowed to criticise anybody now in the arts anybody who is creative for a living a living like a musician or an actor we're not allowed to criticise them unless and if we do it's just dismissed as jealousy or the other one is if you, dis- you criticise a band or a musician it's like how's your band doing 
how's your that's how's ridiculous how many albums have you sold and you're like well none but like that doesn't mean i can't have a fucking critical opinion i'm it's okay to have a positive opinion in these people's minds but not a negative one i wonder like that wouldn't be the, in like any kind of other arena that wouldn't be the case if you were if you were on a if you, if you were riding a bus and the bus driver, you know, like fucking plowed into a, a wall and like five people died, they wouldn't go, you know, how's, how's your bus driving? Like, no. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 you know, you don't, and you shouldn't, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that quite a bit. What when you talk about, especially in, in band situations where you sort of, if you, if you criticize a band, especially if they're, if they're huge. Yeah. May, may, then you also, then you definitely get that, well, you're just jealous or whatnot. Yeah, but, yeah. Or just it's more, but the whole thing about oh you know how how you know how you know how many you know, number one albums have you know you you, you, you made know. like well, you know none but that's yeah exactly why did, <laughs> I don't know why that has anything to do with anything and then like the uh, only people who are, are deemed uh, uh, um it's like the only people who have permi- permission to these people to criticize anything is people who have achieved the same level of success as the band yeah. they're criticizing and then then they're allowed to criticize but only then yeah like the bus one is great yeah how many buses have you successfully driven. For a twenty-five, <laughs> or even like any, it's it's just some for some reason I guess in entertainment it's a it's a, and people take it weirdly personally if you don't like something. Yes, they do actually. Yeah, because like it, 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 they get quite defensive and almost like you're criticizing them um, when you're just expressing an op- an opinion about something. Somebody who's in the public eye, which is fair game. It's fair game if yeah. you're in the public eye. I'm afraid, like that's it. You sacrifice your privacy and your anonymity when you are an actor in a film and people are allowed to have an opinion on your performance even if they're not actors themselves i think anyway yeah definitely i think i think yeah i mean then you know there's there's different levels you can you can i think some people take it to extremes like when they had the people who were uh i don't know what i meant by when when they had the people who were i just meant people in general uh, (laughs) you know they're we're we're, we're attacking uh what's her name oh from the uh the star wars uh kelly marie tran she was in the second of the new ones and then like, right. the last two ones. And she got like, uh, people didn't, didn't care for her performance, I guess. And then they yeah. sort of like, you know, they fucking bullied her to, you know, until she quit Instagram. They're, that's different than like saying like, I'm not a big fan of uh, that, like you too. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So sitting around at the canteen and lunch and me saying, I don't like Aiden Gillen. It's not online bullying to the point where he's going to quit being an actor. Like, no. <laughs> but to some people, you can't even have that opinion. It's like, Oh, you're just jealous. I was like, no, I just have an opinion. And I I do hate all that online negativity when it when it yeah. when it ramps up and it gets nasty and mean and then people pile on a person that is not nice and it is would like there's no other word for it other than bullying and it's horrible yeah. to see. But there's a difference between like like also maybe if the guy was sitting there you you wouldn't go up to him and sit down and have lunch with him and go I'm not I don't care for your <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for you as an actor Aiden. Yeah, unless he went up and asked like so, I'd be like and, know, and I'm not jealous I just don't care for you. <laughs> Right. Also, how could you? How could you be jealous? Also, because you know, I don't. I don't know that you've. I don't know this. You might have, as far as I know. But like, he's an actor. You. You, you haven't really done very much acting. I wouldn't. As far as I. As far as I know, have you? I haven't done any acting. Yeah. I thought I was so, an extra in a TV show, but I haven't done any acting. Oh okay, yeah. So probably. I mean, if one thing, if you were a struggling actor and like you're like, oh fuck, oh, why yeah. has that guy getting all the roles? But if you're not even in the same arena whatsoever. Yes, exactly. Anyway, like, uh, would you like? Would you want to trade lies of him? Just suddenly, you're doing his thing. Uh, I wouldn't say no. Okay, well, I guess again, fair enough. Then. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. I would, wouldn't mind being Aiden Gillen. You know, I'd do a better job of it than he would. <laughs> now, in this scenario, would you would you be him, or would you you just have you know uh, you would you would be you you'd have his life like. You wouldn't. They wouldn't go. It's a. They, they refer. You know. It'd be. You wouldn't be like. It's not like a quantum leap scenario where you switch bodies with him. Okay. Right. So I just have to be him. There's no 
Really well, or, or you'd be you and just have, do what he's done. So like you could be that you could be you, know, you could be in you know Peaky Blinders and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't Which, mind to be in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, be pretty good. I guess I'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't mind to being in like uh, The Wire and uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that'd be pretty good that'd life. Nice, I, think. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess all right. Enough. Maybe we are jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just absolute jealousy. Uh, that's all it yeah. is. Um, all right. Yeah. So fake fake celebrity quotes there uh, so you've another point about, i don't have any enter- entertainment points for this episode but you have multiple so we're going to move on uh, the other one was about new podcasters mm. now, you didn't really specify to me what this was about so i'm interested in it um okay so, so go ahead there yeah this is kind of because you know both so we, we've both been potting for uh, uh or actually when I, I just listened to your uh i listened to your uh, an episode today you had a you had a, a fairly well-known comedian who i can't think of his name right now it was ridiculous on and he took umbrage with the how podding has become it should be casting because the pod is what you're listening to on oh this was tony kelly yeah yeah there we go yeah so um, i guess technically that does make sense uh, i'm probably still not gonna correct myself after all these years of saying other thing but it does make sense you know what um, it's one of those things people say but i i did agree with him in his sentiment but uh yeah sure if it's what you say yeah. i think people know what you mean so yeah yeah anyway you've been podding uh, I've been potting for, uh, like I said, 10 years at this point, and it's, it's changed quite a bit in the time I've been doing it, because when I did it, especially here in Sweden, I'd have to explain to people what a podcast was in the beginning, because they mm. didn't know, they had no idea, most people. Now everyone has a fucking podcast. Yep. Um, and I've been sort of helping some people start up some various uh, uh, different kinds of shows, just I've been giving some pointers and even technical sort of uh, help on stuff. Uh, very different kind of, you know, completely different subject matter. One of them is a music one. One of them is sort of like a psychology or sort of like a mental health kind of thing. Yeah. And it's also very impressive. Like at least one of them, the, the girl is doing the mental health thing. She's doing it on her own. So just going to be her talking, which seems really right. intimidating for your first podcast. That's what you do, I guess, though, right? On well, Yeah, but I mean, I mostly do have guests, though, at the yeah. same time, though. So, yeah. But yeah, it is intimidating, yeah. Yeah. So, but what's interesting, because when I start, they... I, they asked me about what what they should, you know, they gave me some ideas they had for names, and you know, I wanted to know what I thought. And I remember saying, I can't remember the names at this point, and also I probably don't want to say it because this is going to yeah. sound a bit. Um, but it, so I was like, yeah, the names, that's kind of cool, but it, it, these kind of like very, it, it's like in the same vein, like Bruce Dickinson's pods, uh, Psycho Schizo Expresso, you have no idea what that's about. And mm. like, you, you wouldn't accidentally stumble upon that unless you're looking for it. No, unless you, you were typing that in because you'd read it somewhere. Yeah, that, well, that's a, that's a thing. So, you, yeah. unless you, so unless you're trying to find, but so the, both, both all the names are kind of, um, uh, you, you couldn't. Really t- it was very hard to understand what they were about. And I said, well, you might want to pick something very, you know, at least people get, kind of know what things about going in. Otherwise, people be able to find it. And mm. it hadn't occurred to these people that listeners won't automatically be there from the second you start. Oh yeah. yeah. So if you don't if you don't tell anybody about it or show it, then then no one will find it. They're not going to mm. happen to. They're not going. The, they're not going to be walking to the local podcast store. Mm. And just oh, what's this? I'll have this. Yeah, and that's that, that had not occurred to them, which is so weird because when I started, you know, I assumed no one was going to be listening, and for the, quite a while, I'm sure that was the case. Mm. And and it was sort of like me saying, well, you might want to do that because in one of the cases, the person was like, well, no, I think people people you know they'll they'll, they'll, they'll find it. Like well, like how if you don't if you don't telling them there it's it's out there. So. I, in, in, in each case, they had chosen a name that wasn't descriptive enough to tell the potential listener what the podcast was about. Yeah, not, not at all. Yeah, and very, then they very, also expected people to just find it and listen mm-hmm. to it, even though the yeah. name was no indication of what the content was. No. Right, no, well, that's, that's kind of just a bit... It's just... Uh, I think it's probably maybe a bit of amateur, delusional kind of thing that you might have in your head. It was like, I could do a podcast. Uh, and it's and not really... Or naivety, yeah. maybe, is a nicer way of putting it. Yeah. It is, and it's just also... I mean... I mean it's 
which is so funny how, like I said, like I said, it's the complete opposite of what I thought when I was doing this because I, you know, I don't know who's going to listen to this. And like, mm. whereas nowadays, like, you know, who wouldn't be listening to this? Like, well, <laughs> well, no, no one, unless you fucking tell them about it. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of uh, uh, got me thinking about how, because uh, I also listened to one of you, you guys talked about the, the, the term golden geese, I think. Yeah, 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 the golden goose, yeah. Yeah, yeah we had that because we, you know, back when I started, that's what also I thought, like, well, you, you got to get the big name and then they're all going to come in. And like, yeah. And I was, I was like, and now I think about it, yeah, that, 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 I guess that does help a little bit, but unless it's like the blaze, like we do, like for, for those, uh, if you have any Iron Maiden fans out there, we, who haven't heard Maiden A to Z, we, we do, we interviewed Blaze Bailey at some point, he used to be a singer in Iron Maiden, mm. and I thought that's going to be like, oh, this is going to send us into the, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to be, people will be, you know, ha- blabbermouth on that's going to be, you know, hanging outside our house. They'll be fornicating in the street. Sending <laughs> <laughs> fornicating in the street. And, you know, yeah, we did get a bump of listeners, but I yeah. think, at the end of the day, I think, that, well, that probably, that's good, I guess, but if, mm. if that's what they expect is going to be every week, that's not what it's going to be every week. Yeah, yeah. And they'll yeah. just, those fall off. Yeah, and I'm I'm the same. I also spoke to Blaze Bailey and got a nice bump. Um, but I I speak to, I've spoken to several people who are who have a following of their own, and yeah. so in some cases they share it, which is great, and you do get a bump. But I count my real listenership as the people who listen to an episode when it's just me on my own. I count that yeah. as my real listenership, and that keeps me grounded because that's a lot lower than when you have Tony Martin from Black Sabbath or you have Blaze Bailey or somebody like that on the episode who is yeah. gonna get you a bump. If it's just me going, hey, check out this new band, bleh, that's my real audience, yeah. and that that is a kind of a humbling yeah. number, uh, and that's fine. But like, I think that it it is it is one of these lies you tell yourself at the start. It's like if I get X person, and then that increases the listenership. I'm like, I yeah. have gone and listened to a podcast because somebody I like has appeared on it, and then never ever looked at that podcast ever again. All I wanted was the interview oh, with the person I already liked. I didn't want this commitment, a lifelong commitment to a new podcast. I just wanted to hear the interview with the singer of Night Demon or something like that. I didn't want to listen. I wanted to hear yeah, John yeah. John Carmack from Id Software on fucking Joe Rogan, but I'm never going to listen to Joe Rogan ever again. But just because he had an interesting guest, I wanted to listen to it. Like, yeah, I think I think that's, I think that definitely you know that, that that is very realistically what does happen, and it's so weird that even when I was thinking that oh my god, this things are going to change overnight with the you know Blaze stuff, and like yeah, but I even back then, back then that this was like back. less than this is about a year ago. Yeah, I still yeah. did the same thing where like, oh, you know, Billy Corgan's on Joe Rogan. I'm like, oh, I'll listen to that one thing. And then I, and then yeah. I haven't listened to anything else since then. Exactly, yeah. And, and it doesn't help if it just, even even if I forget to, because I think I am still following it on on uh, Spotify, but I'd like, even if I, if I don't listen to anything, it doesn't help. I mean, Joe mm-hmm. Rogan couldn't probably doesn't care, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's uh, I don't know. I, it's, I, I don't know how I got into that, but I was just, that, that was on my mind as well after discussing this about the, yeah, but I think the the thing that's got me listeners is actually social media presence and interacting with people. Yeah. I've said this before as well, but it's having a presence there where you can interact with people and they get to see a bit of who you are. And if they like who you are, or they're at least interested in who you are, they will listen in the fallow times when you don't have uh, celebrities, essentially, and then in, in the good times as yeah. well when you do. And that's the only way, I think, to actually gain loyalty in listeners is for them to actually see who the person is themselves the podcaster because they have to like the podcaster as well as the, the celebrity guests because like even if it's a bad interviewer you'll enjoy what the celebrity guest says in their answers but they have mm. to also like the interviewer the person the host and i found interacting with people online was a good way of uh building up that relationship with people yeah, that, 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 but that's the way to do it and you know not, i think all, all these people all the people i was talking to you know they are pretty good the social media thing 
So that that probably won't be a problem if they just start promoting it a little bit. I, again, I don't I don't think any of these have launched yet. Um, yeah. But you know, we'll see. I guess you know who knows. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I don't, I don't think I am. I think that I don't think there's magically going to be an army of listeners that's going to show up just because it exists. Uh, yeah. And that that was sort of my. Uh, no, they, yeah. they won't because yeah. it, like, like you said, everyone has um, everyone has a podcast now. So you're mm-hmm. it's like you're a small fish. You're a minnow in an absolute ocean when you start. Like, yeah. And like, it's well, actually, it's like, yeah, because actually, it, I forgot to mention one of my pods. I had, I had start, I was starting up like a paranormal kind of thing. Um, this was a couple of years ago, and then I sort of got derailed by just like life kind of got in the way. And then when I was thinking mm-hmm. about starting up again, I was like, well, there's no point now because everyone has one of these. It's either that or true crime. Those are the only things that exist at this point. You know, I'm yeah. not gonna be able to do it in a way that's unique that enough to you know, bene- you know. That was going to warrant anyway. There's no way I'd be able to do it in a way that'd make, you know, that that didn't it wasn't already out there some way. Uh, so I like yeah, so I'm yeah. Not, I didn't do that. I think though I, I remember talking to a friend of mine about this, and he was ta- he was saying the the term unique selling point is kind of meaningless in business because you can be very successful if you do something that's quite similar to somebody else if it's just good. It doesn't have to be unique. Because there is like there's nothing new under the sun is another phrase like there, everything has been done before so it doesn't have to be unique it just has to be good I think so I wouldn't let that put you off unless having four well, podcasts will is too much work yeah I mean now that that's probably also eventually did end up killing that and also one of the uh, the co-hosts of that um, uh, pod these days has uh, uh, two twins that were born about uh, oh, like about a year ago so he's pretty he's pretty busy fair enough okay uh, yeah. All right. Okay, we'll move on from new podcasters then. On the final yeah. E for this episode, episode 43, is fan outrage. Again, this is a point mm. by you, Eric, so I'll let you elaborate on that. And I will join in because right. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, so a couple, I guess it was a few weeks ago at this point. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just pretend that people listening are not metalheads. Uh, and okay. like, so there's a, obviously uh, the band Judas Priest is very uh, infamous or famous for their twin guitar kind of sound. Mm-hmm. And uh, they announced a tour recently, uh, and they were going to be just. This, they announced they were going to be going as a four piece, so rather than two guitars, one guitar. And people were very, you know, very upset about this. Understandably, I, I, me too. It seemed like a kind of weird. I, I don't know. I didn't understand how they were going to do it, and I didn't understand how there couldn't be anyone they could have got. You know, they, they, there's got to be uh, millions of guitarists who could fucking pull that stuff off. Just mm. you know, grab one of them and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, people. I don't know if I, they didn't. I flat out confirm this is what happened, but I'm, after you know quite a bit of online outrage, they eventually announced, "No, we're gonna we're gonna do it as a five piece instead." Mm. And uh, this this has happened a few times in um, in uh, not just music history, but like if you take like uh, a few years ago, there was a Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out. Yes, they released a trailer and people got outraged. It looked horrible, and then they mm-hmm. spent you know quite a bit of money uh, to to fix it. Mm-hmm. And my my my. Um, I mean, in, in the case of uh, both cases here, something that wasn't great is probably going to be a lot better. But I kind of wonder if it's a you know, kind of dangerous precedent where you know fans can... Like, for instance, for the Judas Priest thing, it maybe didn't affect things too much. But the Sonic the Hedgehog thing, that must have cost quite a bit. And, you know, made people have to work their asses off killing themselves just to you know, change mm. this, the smile, the way the hedgehog's mouth looked. And I kind of wonder maybe if, yeah. it's, if fans are able to sway things this much. If, that's, if that is uh, maybe is a sort of double-edged sword, maybe, uh, is my... Uh, yeah, no. I, it's, I don't it's a know very what, good yeah, point. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I know about both of those, actually. Uh, I didn't see the Sonic film, but I was a big Sonic fan as a child, and I did mm. think that Sonic initial graphic looked shite. It didn't, it didn't look like did, the hedgehog yeah, that was in the video games. Um, and then the Judas Priest thing, I did an episode of Feckin' Metal about that, with your co-hosts, Jonathan, and amongst others. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, in both cases, well, maybe the Sonic thing was less less severe. Um, but the Judas Priest thing was, was ridiculous. And I think if you're going to announce something like that without an actual explanation in which in that case there wasn't one uh you have to expect that in the modern era Uh, but if you're going to announce something that's going to potentially cause fan outrage and inverted commas maybe i don't know have maybe be able to back it up with something that makes logical sense i know you shouldn't have to explain yourself to everybody but like if these people are your audience or your paying audience then maybe they're the people you want to keep happy more so than anybody else not necessarily acquiesce to every one of their demands and completely change your your plan to co- like to, to go on to satisfy exactly what they want but at the same time maybe treat them with a bit more respect than saying we're going to be an even more powerful four piece when you've been known as a five piece yeah that's true it's again yeah with, 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 with no explanation it makes it makes you know because the guy who they have is their sort of the the, the, the other guitarist and he wasn't doing anything. He was available. Andy Sneap. Uh, yeah, because he it wasn't like he was unavailable, was he? He 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 didn't no, know he why was he was available. So I I assume now that it's based on money, and this is what based on things other people have said. Uh, that jo- Jonathan actually was chatting to me, or um, or some. I can't, did he put it on Twitter? I think he put it on Twitter actually. Yeah, and he mm. was saying he was speaking to a few musicians, people in bands, blah blah blah, and. It, everyone kind of agreed that it must be to do with money to make such a rash decision like that. And I had read other things as well, like from other people saying it must have been to do with money. So I would imagine, this is my guess, that mm. when he initially took the job, he was out, he was their producer at the time. They were mm. in a bit of a pickle. And they're like, will you do it? Because Glenn has Parkinson's. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'd say they were probably underpaying him at that point because probably, he yeah. was getting to go out on a world tour with Judas Priest, a dream job from anyone who was in heavy metal, producing mm-hmm. heavy metal albums. Then I would imagine... The complete guess, man, a man prediction that he uh, he <laughs> asked for more money because he realized what he was worth, and then maybe yeah. they were like, "Fuck you, uh, no!" And also, we're just going to do it with four, and that was like absolute egomania to think that they could do it with four. And even KK Downing, like I've agreed with a lot of what he said, and I've disagreed with a lot of it as well. Maybe fifty fifty split actually based on his interviews over the last few years, but um. He came out and said it was insulting for them to say that they could do what had always been done with five with four, and I, I agree with him on that. It was, yeah. it must have, must have been. That's so. That's the only. I mean, that's obviously. A, you know, I can't imagine because if, if there's anything else that wasn't, um, if it was any kind of like problem with the actual guy, like they had some huge falling out, they just get another guy. I yeah. guess. Yeah, and you know, and mm. and I. So yeah, it's got to be. It, 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 was, it was. It was money. You know, and that, you can't really come out and say that because it doesn't sound very rock and roll, unless you're Gene Simmons, because that's probably yeah, yeah, that's his whole gimmick. <laughs> but like, my my overall point is, I think if you treat your fans with respect, then the outrage mightn't be as bad. Um, but mm. in in both of those cases, maybe the Sonic thing wasn't disrespect; it was probably just um, not reading the room or, or just bad graphic design, maybe more than anything else. But yeah. the, Judas, the Judas Priest thing was it was absolute disrespect to the fans and to KK Downing and the legacy of the mm-hmm. band. They're celebrating fifty years of a band whose legacy is based on twin guitar and saying they're going to be better with twenty percent of that band removed. The twenty percent of the sound is gone. It's going to be better. Yeah, that's and stronger. Yeah, that's insane. 
Yeah, well, I mean, again, yeah, like so, so, so that kind of worked out. Uh, but you know, it's uh, in, in both those situations, I guess it did kind of work out. Um, but I do know what you mean, like angry mob yeah. changes script of film type of thing. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does maybe set an unusual precedent there. Yeah, and uh, yeah. The power to the people, I suppose, but I suppose all that needs to happen for the people not to have power anymore is for some other instance of this to occur and the people to remain stubborn and say, no, we're not changing it. <laughs> and give a yeah, nice explanation. The, yeah. be, exp- be, be respectful and say, we're not changing it because of this. Yeah, that's all That's all you would need for it to sort of like, okay, fine. Yeah, we're still going to yeah. go and watch it. Yeah. I did see the Sonic movie. I think I would. I was a big Sonic fan when I was a kid, and I, you know, loved. I still love the games. I play them every now and again. Mm. And I'd say, like, it, it, the, the the sort of like nine year old me who played Sonic would have. This would have been the best, best, you know, like best movie in the world. Uh, I maybe I'm a bit old for the movie, so I didn't. Mm. I, I don't think. I, but I don't think I'm the target audience. So it was. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not aimed at you, yeah. uh, but it probably no, really secret secretly is aimed at you. In fairness, like. <laughs> You know, people mm-hmm. who have yeah. have money to spend now, who like video games in the nineteen nineties, and maybe to bring their kids if they have them. Yeah, that's um, that's their that's their sort of betting on. They're betting on you know you know people our age having kids to, and like forcing them to watch the exactly the, the because movie. I'll tell you one thing: my nephew, who's ten years old, doesn't know who fucking Sonic the Hedgehog is, and if he does, it's just through some hereditary kind of bias from adults around him, not because he's actually yeah. interested in it. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so right, interesting point yeah. there about fan outrage. All right, can I uh, run off and grab another beer quickly? Yes, yes, of course you can. Go ahead. We're back. Okay, so we're going to move on here to culture, which is the C in the FEC acronym. All right, so we're talking about culture here mm-hmm. on the Feck and Check-In. I have my guest host, Eric, and yes. this is a point that I've made, and it's and it's relevant to who I'm speaking to at the moment, and your co-host, Jonathan, as well. As well. Uh, it's, and, and some points that I've made kind of more vaguely in, in different podcasts, both on Feck mm-hmm. and Metal and in the Feck and Check-In in, in recent months. And the point is, uh, never met has never been less relevant. And I'm talking about the phrase like, someone I've never met, or a person yeah. I've never met. I've, a person I've never met before in my life, you might say, if you're if you're elaborating on it. And um, the example I'm I'm giving is that due to the rise in in what the, in what films like Back to the Future told us, and Demolition Man also told us, and other films that depicted some kind of future showed us that we'd be video chatting with each other. It never actually really happened, um, and it no. was promised again and again in these films, but it never really happened. And it took a global pandemic for it to happen. And now everybody is video chatting to this day, and right now we're doing it. And podcasts have kind of morphed into people video chatting with each other and then keeping the audio and, and recording that and releasing that. Uh, or else some, some podcasts aren't even podcasts. They're, they're video chats where, you know, you're talking on a Zoom call and it's released on YouTube. And um, 
but I'm talking to you and we're having a chat back and forth here and we're doing an episode of the feckin' check-in, which is mental because Toomey is one of my like childhood friends and I felt that you'd be able to fill in even though I've never met you. We've never, we, we never been in phys- the same you know, physical space. Exactly, yeah. But we, we spent quite a bit of time doing this kind of stuff. Yes. And I just feel like the phrase never met has never been less relevant. Um, no, it's not. It's, it, it is now, it, 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 uh, it, yeah, definitely. It doesn't, uh, doesn't matter anymore. Well, I, th- I think maybe it doesn't even actually make, it doesn't even have any meaning anymore because mm. what does met mean? It, previously, it used to mean physically met in person, shared, as you said, shared the same physical space. But I am thinking yeah. about, like, I'm talking about people I work with as well, who I talk to every day on the phone, who I've never met. And uh, I found myself saying it recently, and I was like, what do I even mean by that anymore? Yeah. What do I mean by that in 2022, that I've never met this person? It means, I suppose, never met physically in person. But it, it, I think it's changed. And uh, I was chatting to Jonathan, your your co-host of Made Night to Z, mm-hmm. another person I've become good friends with in the last year or so. And... Um, he was saying how he thinks the internet for him has come full circle. So he was going online maybe in the 1990s when I certainly wasn't. I didn't have the internet then. And he said the internet was full of nice people in chat rooms who shared similar interests and became friends with one another and talked to each yeah. other every day. Um, and then he said the internet became a bit of a more toxic place where people just started disagreeing with strangers and arguing. Um, and then he said since he's gone, gone on Twitter and done the Maiden A to Z podcast that it's almost come back to what it used to be of nice people who are friendly talking to each other about a shared interest and he said instead of disagreeing with strangers we're now like agreeing with strangers and that to him is like the internet coming full circle or maybe i said agreeing with strangers i can't remember but we were having a chat and that's what i came out with i said never met has never been less relevant and i have agreeing with strangers in brackets but um but that's kind of where we are now and like i think um Firstly, never met has never been less relevant. And secondly, yeah. the internet is now transformed into a place where you can go and find your niche or your specific interest bubble and find some good people as well. And it's not even that difficult yeah. to do it. It's interesting because um, I think that, I think also, I think also it, it can still be a pretty toxic uh, place, of course. But I think that when you sort of reach out to get to know people, kind of the same kind of very, you know, specific interest, like, or if it's a, even like, uh, like music or any, or like a, or like movies or whatever it could be. You know, generally speaking, you do tend to, if you, we have a sort of, because our sort of group of, um, what do you want to call it? Like, I guess you call a circle of extended sort of circle of friends on, on you know, via these sort of music podcast community. Mm. There, there seems to be almost no uh, drama, no, no arguing or whatnot. It seems very, it seems very, it's a very pleasant, uh, yeah, untoxic kind of situation. That does. Oh, yeah, that does sort of remind me of the way it used to be uh, back when I started dabbling in this kind of stuff. Uh, probably around the same time Jonathan did. Yeah. But um, yeah, but it's interesting because like so we 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 spent quite a bit of uh, time doing this kind of stuff, and we've all we've, you know we said both uh, both of us you know we, uh, I obviously consider you a good friend at this point too. It's weird because even though we haven't shared the same physical space, I mean, there's people who I have sort of seen been the same physical space with like you know several times i don't you know, probably you know maybe even upwards of like a couple hundred times but i, I still know you better i yeah, see you more yeah, so i actually know that's it my that's my point actually yeah so like we could send each other bullshit jokes on messenger or whatever and i know it's something that you will find funny but i've never yeah. i've never met you before no and like to, a few years ago i would have thought this stuff was weird it's like meeting people on the internet and talking to them and becoming friends with them and having video chats with them that would have seemed so foreign and unusual uh, that i would have thought it was very strange but i just think i think it's a good thing and i, I have said this I've, I've kind of phrased this in a few different ways over the last few months but i'm kind of trying to com- 
compile all that into a succinct point and this is it mm. it's that it, it's a good mm. thing and it, this change has been good and it's certainly one of the good things that's come out of the coronavirus pandemic oh yeah definitely um if you could too, if you could yeah. take any takeaway which is a word i don't like but if it, a good takeaway from <laughs> that is uh, is this because i don't think this would have happened if we didn't have this uh, weird situation no it wouldn't um and even just like uh it's sort of been even before we started it started we started uh, doing the Maiden into Z-Pod, and I started talking to people, you know, we've had people from all over the world on that, and... Yes, we, you have, yeah. Before we even start doing that, like, in the sort of beginning of this sort of weird situation we're in, um, I started doing, like, we'd do, like, quiz nights and whatnot on, uh, over Zoom and uh, meets and whatnot, yeah. and that really got me through this. I, I don't know, I probably got, would have gone insane with that kind of stuff. Uh, the first time mm-hmm. felt kind of weird, but afterwards, after that, you know, now it feels as natural as anything else. I mean, there's certain people who I've... I was thinking about it today uh, when I was um, on the way home, and I was... Because um, uh, I, I sort of... I gathered kind of what this was this this, this was going to be about, this this particular uh, uh, point here. And there's people who I've met mm-hmm. who I did hang out quite a bit with over Zoom uh, during these kind of, like, quiz nights and just hangouts. And then I did meet them, and we got along much better... Yeah, over over Zoom. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, shit. <laughs> but that, that 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 that's because they were kind of they were they were, they were weird. But uh, but generally speaking, it's just it's yeah. But you meet, you meet people like I said. We had tons of like. There's people. I me and Jonathan were talking about it not too long ago. There's people who um, you being one of them who we feel like is such as like a uh, integral part of our sort of everyday life at this point. And it's weird that if you jump back like not too you know all you know all things considered not too long ago. Yeah. You know, we had not met each other yet. Yes, exactly. It's it's mad to me. Yeah. Okay, so you have a final point on culture here, yes. which is to do with the fact that you're moving in with your girlfriend mm. soon, mm-hmm. and you don't know what to refer to her as anymore. And I will say that me and Toomey have talked about this, no. but it's interesting to hear someone else's perspective on it. So go ahead. Yeah, so uh, in about a couple of weeks, me and my girlfriend are moving in uh, with each other. Um, so, you know, we've been sort of planning it for quite a while, and then things got in the way, like, like the... Among other things, the COVID thing uh, sort of derailed stuff a bit, and there's been some other other things. But so here we are, finally doing it, and it just sort of dawns on me that I'm like, well, I don't really know what to, because um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost forty, or, or I'm thirty, I'm, I'm thirty-eight, so I guess you could say almost forty. Uh, she, she, she's thirty, so she's she's going to be thirty-one in a couple of months. But I'm kind of wondering if, uh, because I know some people do the thing when when they move into someone on Facebook, they change so they're. In a domestic partnership. Oh, yes. Jesus. I didn't even know that and was that, a status fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can do that if you want. That is sickening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Although, you know, but, a very slight, it's a very, very, very small side point in Ireland. When you're doing uh, when you're doing market research, which I worked in for several years as a market yeah. research interviewer, they call that living as married, uh, which is even weirder because, like, why does marriage get the thing? Like, you know, why does that get the status, yeah. the lofty status? Like, oh, I'm living as married. You're like, no, I'm not living as married. I'm living with somebody I want to live with. Anyway. Yeah. Domestic partnership is kind of the same thing. Yeah, it, it sounds ridiculous. I really hope she doesn't push for that because that, that looks ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Living but I don't know what to refer, if I'm supposed to refer to as something else at this point. Mm. In, in Swedish, we have a word, word called psambo, uh, which is sort of a... Uh, uh, it's, there's some being, I guess, sort of together and boom, meaning live. So you should live yeah. with the person. Yes. Uh, I don't like that word. Right. Uh, so. <laughs> so I know a guy called Jonas, a Swedish guy as well, and he has ah. a, a long term female life partner who he's never going to marry. They have a kid and all. And uh, I think he refers to her as that because he mentioned a word at some point. And, and I was like, oh, all right, it's handy you have a word for it. Uh, because in Ireland, yeah. you certainly fucking don't. Well, I mean, again, I, I guess I, I just, for some reason, just I have no real 
uh, I don't know why. It just I, I don't like the word. It sounds I, I, I can't see myself saying it. Um, yeah. But I, I gather maybe girlfriend is not what you say. At some point, also, no. we, are, we I think we are going to get married at some point. But um, well, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if uh, if I need to switch something else. Uh, I I don't really meet that many new people. I guess so. Maybe I don't have to do anything because I just I don't refer to her. You know, I just call her Camilla. I don't go like. I was just going to say the best. You know, Camilla. The best thing you can do is just start saying her name, and um, yeah. I think once maybe you use one of those terms a couple of times, whatever it is, even if it's the samba thing or whatever it was. Sorry, I didn't hear if <laughs> you, bro- you broke up there. What was it? Yeah. Sambo. Okay. Yeah. Even if you say that a couple of times and you cringe each time you say it, then you uh, can just start saying Camilla. I think, and then you've got free reign yeah, to just say her name. That- yeah. Uh, that, that that makes sense. And people can just deal uh, with that shit. Yeah, that's what I figured. That, that that'll probably work itself out. That 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 should work, I guess. And then the few times I got to do it from you know with someone new, yeah. I can just maybe just have to yeah deal with it for the few seconds I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I had I had a friend who um, this really weird thing because people also the other word I kind of feels very formal is people refer to their. Uh, their girlfriend or boyfriend as uh, their their partner. Partner, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds very, uh, very. I don't know. I don't, it sounds also very formal and weird. Yeah. And I had a friend who was in a long term relationship with this guy who we all knew, so we knew his name was Christopher. Mm. But she would refer to him as her partner, even when we were even to us. And like, well, we know who it is. Right. Why so she just dropped the formality? Name? Right. That's weird. Now that is weird. Unless it was some kind of like I, I made jokes. He didn't. She didn't like them. I said it was like kind of kind of like a prince thing where he changed his name to the artist. Like for the partner. <laughs> so she, oh she, right. She, so she she'd still that. be saying my partner. Okay. That's it. That's bizarre. Yeah. And like yeah. We, we know who he is. Yeah. You know? That's an odd. One. I don't know. But I went through the same thing, and it is weird. Like, let's say, let's say you didn't get married, right? Just for the sake yeah. of um, no. a story here, and you're sixty-five. And she's whatever, yeah. like fifty-seven or whatever, however much younger she is than you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you can't be saying girlfriend at that point. Like that's mental. You'd have to be a rock star to be saying that. And the and the girlfriend yeah. you're talking about would have to be like thirty or twenty-seven or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it is. It is a strange one. Partner, I always thought was too formal. Uh, in Ireland, and I know in in Scotland as well, there's the my other half thing. I don't know if you have that my other half. We have that. That also sounds kind of. <laughs> Or as um, when I was talking to Toomey about it, the sickening one to say is my better half. Better half, God, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's disgusting. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, it's a it's a quagmire of fucking shit. <laughs> I'll just do whatever she does, I guess, and that'll probably be the easiest way of doing yeah. it. I'm, you know, but I think the best thing you can do is introduce the name and just never look back. Um, yeah. Also, like I said, mo- most most, uh, I mean. It's not. It won't be that problem at all. And most people know her, and or like all, you know, pretty much all my friends know her. Yeah. So I don't know that I'd ever have to, unless yeah. I weirdly start reverting to calling her by like a formal title. Yeah. <laughs> call, her, call, her, some... call her Camilla for the next twenty five years, and then start referring to her as your partner when you're sixty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that will fuck with people. All right, we'll move on. Right, so that yeah. was culture, and we're at the K, which is the kernel of truth, and yes. this is the final section of the feckin' check-in. So um, both of these are from me, actually, and the first one is the phrase, correct me if I'm wrong. So mm. you'll notice a lot of people saying this, and 
it's usually when people are quite confident about what they're saying. And I've actually said the phrase, correct me if I'm wrong, is normally reserved for when people have never been so confident about being right. Um, do you know anybody who actually wants to be corrected when they're wrong, even if they're not people no. who say that phrase? No, I don't think so. I think you don't say that unless there's a you 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 ha, you're, you 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 have a, like a nuclear deterrent. You know that you're right in, in, the, in the moment, even if they're not right. They they, they think they're right enough to say it because you don't say that if you're. Yeah, it's a it's. A, it's one of these phrases, and it kind of leads me into another phrase as well. Um, so it, this is it's something my friend brought up actually a while back, but I've, I've heard it a lot recently. So people will say something like, I need to get a new boiler in my house. It's going to cost me three grand. I wouldn't mind, but I had to spend 400 on a new window there the other week. They're saying they wouldn't mind spending the three grand, but they had to spend 400 on the window. And if you actually dissect what they're saying, you're like, you wouldn't mind paying three grand for a new boiler, really. And if it weren't for that window, you'd be completely all right with spending the three grand on your new boiler. So why is the window, the bridge, the, what, what the window cost? Let's say the window costs, like... Well, as I said, 400 on a new window, but it's it's the phrase, like, I wouldn't, mi- so. I wouldn't mind, but... Uh, and yeah, I, but I, they obviously... I they, think they correct though because exactly that's what I mean. Of course, you know, you would always mind having to pay an extra three grand. Uh, the person who says "correct me if I'm wrong" in mid confident stride about being factually correct does not want somebody to correct them if they're wrong. Um, no. And I just I just find these figures of speech quite interesting. And I would love actually in a, to be in a scenario someday where I felt comfortable enough to do it to butt in to chime in there and go. Actually, you're completely wrong. Uh, what you've yeah. said there, uh, it's one hundred percent incorrect. That kind of reminds me. This there's, there's, there's a Swedish. Um phrase that people use and i've never used it. i think it, it always annoys me when people say it it, uh, it doesn't exist in english so in swedish it's misforstå mig rätt which would mean like misunderstand me right or correctly mm. meaning essentially that i don't know it's like a funny way it's, it's, it, i get people who say it think it's you know it sounds a like kind of quirky or kind of amusing way of saying like you know, if I'm saying something weird, then blah blah blah. But it, it just annoys me. It, yeah, it doesn't. Have, it didn't have anything to do with this. I just, I just wanted. I just, it just annoyed me. I wanted to say it. <laughs> no worries. Uh, here, here's seeing as you're talking about Swedish phrases. So I have a friend who, who lives in Sweden. He goes out with a Swedish girl, uh, his yeah. Swedish partner, if you will. Um, yeah. But um, she was telling me one time about a, a phrase which translates into English, and it doesn't have an equivalent really. Well, it kind of does, but uh, being caught with your beard in the letterbox. Have you heard of this one? Yeah, I've heard that. Um, but I where's that? So I I don't know. I mean I understand what it sort of means. Yeah. But but I don't know how. Where's the origin of this? I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it, you just reminded me of it with all your talk of beards and stuff. Uh, yeah, I assume yeah, it I, means I, like I, caught with your hand in the cookie jar or caught red handed yeah. or something. So I think it means caught in the act. But I don't know what the fuck your beard is doing in the letterbox. Well, because if your hand is in the cookie jar, you're trying to get a cookie. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What best case scenario what's the beard going to do in the mailbox <laughs> I've absolutely no idea I just thought it was a very funny one it's um, very weird yeah. yeah very Swedish okay alright okay anyway correct me if I'm wrong but this is the final point on the feckin check in mm-hmm. and this is a kernel of truth for me as well there's rare, mm-hmm. rarely more than one kernel but the format has kind of just gone out the window in recent times and <laughs> there's multiple multiple fecks on each topic um, so this is something I said in, in conversation with Elaine the other day, and I said, uh, working from home 100% of the time is like having ice cream for every meal. Well, the interesting thing about that is I, I understand the sentiment behind it, but I can't relate because unfortunately I, I haven't been able to work. I, I don't work from home because of what I work with. Uh, but I understand the sort of the, uh, you know, too much of a good thing is never going to end up being a good thing. Um, exactly. Yes. And that's exactly what I was going for in that um the company I work for used to be very much against working at home at all. Mm. And 
it was like only the very privileged people had the access to work from home. And it was this thing that was really highly sought after and desired by people like me who were like, oh, if only imagine, imagine being able to work from home. And then the coronavirus pandemic came in and everyone enjoyed working from home for a while. And my opinion has gone up and down on this um, across the last two years. And it's nearly been mm. two years. It is that thing. It's that thing that you really want. And then when you have it, you absolutely like overdose on it or it's too much. And at this point now, I'd nearly happily go back into the office five days a week. Obviously, you can't relate. Yeah. But like I said, it was like it's like having ice cream for every meal. It's like too much. I, I need the nutrition. I need the I need the vegetables of the working life. I need to be able to be in the office on a rainy day and go, oh, fuck, I have to get the train. And like, I miss that because that like it makes you feel important. It makes you feel useful. It, it makes you feel like you're doing a day's work, I think, uh, rather than just sitting at home in the same place yeah. that you are supposed to relax and the same place you'll be having dinner. And I don't know doing a podcast and drinking a can it's too much and i I've, I've had quite enough of it at this point i think there's i think the um because uh, uh camilla she was been working from home even longer than the two years period because she her company she used to work for uh wasn't based in stockholm they're based in a town in south of sweden called uh, malma so she worked from home like uh, she's this is she's in her third year working from home at this point um and that, that hasn't been easy and that hasn't been particularly fun because, you know, she, she did end up becoming quite isolated. And that's, um, you know, again, even even though here in Sweden it's been pretty, you know, we, we, we still have been technically allowed to go out and do stuff. They just kind of tell you not to, mm. sort of. It, yeah. It's very sort of loosey-goosey, like, don't do it unless they really want to, and, but fine, you know, that kind of situation. <laughs> loosey-goosey. But, yeah, but I, I, it, it's, um, you kind of need the... You can like for instance like sometimes when I have to when I start when I start early and have to head out early and whatnot and uh, the, the the feeling I get when I'm when I'm sort of done all the morning routines and I you know sitting there with my coffee and whatnot I you, I don't get that that good feeling doesn't exist unless I do the bad stuff as well to go along with it exactly uh, that annoys me and if I just do because otherwise you know I, I can go and get up and you know I'm at home I can go and grab a coffee that's fine but the sort of the, the whole situation when it's in the context of all the other stuff I had to do that I didn't really want to do. Mm. Um, it becomes a lot nicer. I don't, you know. That's again, it. I, I, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm at the point now where I think like the commute and the the I don't know sitting in the office and the having to go to a meeting and yeah. all that shit. Then things like going for your lunch or going for a coffee or even mm. clocking out. Not that I have to actually physically clock out, but like finishing up for the day. They're rewards. They're small little things you get. And mm. um, I'm at the point now where it's just like this is too much ice cream. I need the fucking. I need the fiber. I need the vegetables. I need the porridge. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're you're definitely not alone in yeah. feeling that way. I imagine, but um, but also the fun thing about working, you know, in the office, I would imagine, is because what my my favorite thing about going to work is uh, listening to podcasts and whatnot on the train. Yes, exactly. I really miss that as well, or just listening mm-hmm. to music. And I used to have yeah. that, and now I don't have those commutes where. I actually just put on headphones or put them on as I walk up to the train and then I put they leave them on on the train and they walk mm-hmm. into work and stuff. Yeah, and I've, I've missed out on like a good hour, hour and a half of, of time during the day when that yeah. was the go-to thing. That's one of the bad things about it for me. This is one of the good things. And I suppose there's good and bad in both um, mm-hmm. with COVID. Um, this is definitely one of the good. I wonder though, will we keep this, will we keep this stuff up? the video talking, all that type of stuff, when we're all allowed to run free in the streets and do whatever the hell we want. I hope we do, and I hope people do, but I wonder, will this stay in society as a means of communication, or will it kind of drift? I think I think it will to some degree. I think that what happened... Um, 
in my kind of group of like 10 to 15 people I would sort of regularly do video hangouts with during this like uh, for most of them I sort of stopped doing it with except for the guy who lived in Germany because he, he's not here so we do, I still do it with him I think that kind of stuff might you know keep going mm. but I think generally speaking especially like when you know, initially when things kind of open up again this time I imagine that initially that this will die out a bit because people will just be so fucking gung-ho to be able to do things you know physically and see people they haven't seen for a while and all that jazz yeah. and hit people in the back where they're the urinals and the whole <laughs> nine years <laughs> and get stage fright it'll creep back into our lives and we'll be yeah, glad of it uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right look uh, thanks a million Eric for doing this mm. I really appreciate it and it was good I think it Thank went very well um, yeah. unique episode of the feckin check in maybe this will be the only one yeah. maybe not maybe there'll be another who knows who knows how long Toomey will be out of action congratulations to Toomey on the birth of his son oh, yes, congrats the birth of his son and congratulations to his wife Liz as well um, that was the feckin check in I have been trainer that's been Eric check out Maiden A to Z or A to Z uh, and you can hear him talk about Iron Maiden every week and talk about songs alphabetically with his co-host Jonathan indeed and yeah it's it's an excellent podcast so I highly recommend that if you're into that and if you happen to be listening to this and you like heavy metal and you haven't heard of that I don't know how but you should listen to it so that's my advice that's going to do it for this episode of the Feckin' Check-In and it's because Toomey isn't here I'm going to tell you to all feck off but also we normally do a song of the week or a song of the month or a song of the episode I oh. never said that to you Eric uh, but I did have a oh, song yeah. in mind um, mm-hmm. do you like Roger Waters? yes I do okay well this is Amused to Death the title track from the same album uh, because that's what I feel like has happened to me since the pandemic began I've amused myself to death and I need to get back to reality so that's <laughs> going to do it for this episode and we'll see you next time. We watched tragedy unfold. We did as we were told, one soul. It was the greatest show on earth. But then it's over. We owed on, we drove our racing cars. We ate our last few jars of caviar. And somewhere Look out, spider flickering light. Our last world. And when they found our shadows, go brown the TV set. They ran down every lead. They repeated every test. They checked out.